Hello, and welcome back to The Millennial and the Mom. I'm Maddie, the Millennial. And I'm Katie, the Mom. And welcome to our second episode. Hopefully you listened last week. You heard me rant all about my dog, George, and just like the absolute joys of raising a large breed puppy. But, you know, we're excited to be back. We're having so much fun. My mom just told me my voice doesn't sound very good. So, you know, we're just we're just enjoying mother-daughter bonding. Hopefully you guys don't think my voice sucks like I my didn't, mom does. I did not. Okay, wait a minute. I did not say your voice doesn't sound good. I know that we're working on the audio part of it. Let you were like, something. maybe it's not the mic. Maybe it's your voice. And okay. I'm sorry. I sound like a prepubescent boy and my voice is cracking. It's just, it's just how it is sometimes. Okay. I was just, I, maybe I did say those words. I, I didn't mean anything by them, but I'm going to tell you something. I know this is our second episode, although as we've had some missteps, we've had to re-record the first <laughs> episode a few times. Um, but I mean, I'm an, ad, I know you and I are both like huge podcast listeners. I will never take podcasts for granted again. This is not easy. It's not just like, no. Let me just hit record and like suddenly you have a podcast. There is like a lot going on, but we're learning no, mom, a lot. Mom, we're having at fun. At this point, we haven't even tried editing this yet. Like I don't, I mean, luckily like my husband's a sports broadcaster. Like this, this is his job. And I don't think he realizes like he is, a, he is, you know, employee number three of the millennial and the mom um, because we don't know how to edit this. So right now we're just recording a bunch of things and, you know, we actually have to get it in podcast form. So, I mean, hopefully by the time you guys are listening to this, there's like, intro music who knows what well, that'll be I but. mean beyond that like I have zero clue how do you get this recording to like where you I mean how do you tell Spotify hey I have a podcast I don't that's, I, what, that's what Google's for it well we'll do a later episode of like when we make it big you know knock on wood <laughs> of like how to start a podcast you mean when we have like okay let's define make it big we're gonna have more than 10 listeners okay? more than 10 listeners more, more than, than 10 listeners. listeners we are gonna hit the big time well you know it I I'm having fun. Who cares? This is just, and that really ties actually perfectly into our topic this week because we're talking about hobbies. And honestly, at this point, given that we don't know how to do this very well and we actually have no audience, this Maddie is a hobby, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, my husband always makes fun of me because I'm someone who really wants a side hustle. Like, I mean, I work, like, I don't really like have that much time for a side hustle, but I desperately want one. And I've tried a bunch of things. I guess they would be considered hobbies or as my husband likes to call them, you know, they're not side hustles because they've never made any money, but they're more like side projects. So I would say, you know, we're, we're going to be talking all about, you know, how to find a side project, how to find a hobby, just, you know, trying, which is so not what we're, how we approach things, but like, you know, truly just trying to do something for fun and not like with alternative motives, like I'm not going to be the world's best knitter or the world's best, you know, home baker, like we can just do it for fun. Yeah. Well, we'll we're going to get into that. And I mean, let's not toss any shade around of, about knitting. Cause you know, I've been trying to teach myself to knit. It's, it's that's why I said it. I know. Well, I will see. I'm going to show you when you come home, hint, hint, come home and visit. I'm going to show you my knitting so far. It's not anything. It's just knitting row after row. But speaking of hobbies, we're going to dive right in. We're going to talk about, you know, why we should have them. How do you keep them? But I'm a little nervous to even ask this question, even though I am your mother. Do you have anything you consider to be a hobby besides this podcast with me? Okay. Um, it's a little insulting. Yeah. I mean, like I just mentioned, I've tried all of these side hustles. 
I mean, but are those hobbies? Hobbies is, isn't, okay. What is your definition of a hobby? Cause to me, a hobby is you something you just do to like relax. You love to do it. You're not doing it for anyone else other than yourself. Okay. No, that's a good point. So I would say my failed side hustles are now things I do for fun because I exhausted every chance to turn them into revenue generating businesses. Well, don't give up. It's never too late, but, but what like, are these? What are okay, these? Okay. So like, for example, I mean, you can still find me. I'll plug it because maybe one day like we'll blow up, but like I did try to start a food blog. So you can find me on Instagram at the everyday brunch, but that was like a good example of a hobby that I took too far and I got burned out from it. Like it started of just me like taking photos of my food and posting them on Instagram. And then I was like, I'm going to become a professional food photographer. Well, just just to be clear that you getting burned out wasn't the only thing that got burned during that, you know. No, that's true. A lot of failed recipes were made. There There were some recipe fails in there. I say that with love. I loved everything you made. But I would say the outcome of that was I would now consider two of my hobbies to be one photography of like all types, not just food. And I do really enjoy cooking, which is the whole point of it was like why I started was because COVID hit and I was like making all this food in lockdown. And I was like, I'm going to post on Instagram and other people can see. Um, So I would say, yeah, cooking and photography are my hobbies. Okay. Do do you have any hobbies? Well, I'm trying to teach myself to knit. You know, I love planners and all the little pens and, you know, organization. I did just, I got a Cricut recently um, and I'm pretty excited. Like I made all the little labels for the pantry. Everything's labeled. Um, So in in case anyone wonders, and maybe we'll post a a photo of the pantry on, um, on Instagram, but your pantry is actually bigger than the bathroom in my apartment. So there's well, quite a lot true. to organize in there. I mean, you know, but again, you're the millennial, I'm the mom. So I'll go to a little different stage of life than you. But yes, I do true. have quite the organized pantry. Um, so I, I like those types of things. But I will say I, I do struggle, same as you. I think something is going on in our culture right now. And it's hard to just do something purely for pleasure, right? You're always thinking like, oh, I like to read. Oh, maybe I'll start I'll start a bookstagram and I'll start posting about what I'm reading. But then it's like, why do I care? Why, why can't I just read for the heck of reading? Um, you know, so I think there is something going on where people are feeling like, you know, now we have to judge ourselves on how well we're doing our hobbies. Is your hobby yeah. turning into a side hustle? And I think to keep a hobby in its purest form, it really should just be something that brings you joy. And the other thing that I notice about hobbies is like when I really get in the zone and I don't like time is not passing. I'm not feeling pressured about all the other things. Like that's when I know it's truly, I'm in the hobby mode because I'm just like enjoying myself so much doing what I'm doing. No, I think that's a good point. I mean, I would say a lot of what we just discussed is like, I feel like social media makes you take it a degree too far because like when I first started my food blog, you know, air quotes around food blog, I had like two followers and maybe we'll feel this like one day with the podcast, but I was one of them. You were one of them. You were an OG. You know, it was like so much more fun then because it was like, okay, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like I'm just posting whatever, but then like you start to like more people find you and you're like, oh wait, this is kind of fun. Like what if it turns into something? And so then you're like posting more for like, well, what do people want to see or whatever? And then the algorithm is this whole thing. Like if you're not consistent, it's not going to show you to new people. And then you start feeling like no one's seeing what I'm posting. So I need to like work harder or whatever. And that's, I think that's when it stops being fun is when it's like, okay, I'm just creating content or I'm just doing my hobby or whatever to like say I've done it for the day. And I think a lot of that's from social media because it's the same thing. Like 
now I feel like, like you mentioned, it's like, okay, I like to read. Well, if you don't have a bookstagram, are, is reading even your hobby? Like, do you like it that much? Like you're just doing it in private and like not telling anyone? <laughs> but I mean, you know what? You bring up such a good point, but I was thinking back, I used to love to scrapbook. And I know, I mean, digital photos has kind of changed that. So now I'm going to show my uh, Gen X age, right? Because mm-hmm. back when, you know, you guys were all, you know, little kids, I actually took photos of the camera and had to get the film developed. And then we would, you know, decorate the scrapbooks. Yeah. But I think the same version of that, I remember one time I was at a store that had all the supplies, um, you know, stickers and things like that for the scrapbook. And I remember I got a pack of stickers. I think it was like about apple picking. And all I could think was like, we have to go apple picking now <laughs> because I have to take pictures and make a page of my scrapbook. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, do I even want to go apple picking? Now I'm going to take my kids apple picking, which let me tell you, isn't going to be any great treat to take three kids under the age of four apple picking. But But the scrapbook shows we were happy. But damn it, I wanted to use those stickers. So I got to look and see if we ever did use those. Okay. So maybe this was always a problem before social media. Maybe it is. I don't. It was like, I have to read so I can tell my book club about my book. Oh, well, book clubs are, well, you know what? Let's say book clubs, not in this hobby discussion, because that's a whole episode is about book clubs. Because I've been in some book clubs and I'm in one now. And let me tell you, they are, they are a hoot um, and very, they got, got some interesting quirks in book clubs. But thinking back to hobbies, I mean, When you're thinking about, do you really think that we find hobbies or in some ways do hobbies find us? It's something we start doing. We really love it and it becomes that outlet. I mean, I think a lot. I I don't know. It's a good question. I would say like, I obviously have been cooking food, not out of, you know, enjoyment for a long time. Like obviously you need to eat. So I guess, you know, it became a hobby over time because I was like, oh, it's fun. Like, I want to test new recipes or what if I combine these ingredients? Like how would that taste or whatever? So I guess it probably stems from like you're doing something and you end up liking it. But I will say like I've definitely and some of it's like stuff I've seen on social media. Like what is it? Um, Needlepoint or embroidery or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that looks fun. Like it's not something it's not like I'm embroidering in my daily life where it becomes a hobby. But I think I think sometimes you can seek them out. Yeah. I would agree. I have no interest in embroidery. I mean, good for you. You go for that. It's, I mean, I haven't, I haven't ever done it, so I don't know. I, but it looks it really cool. Yeah, no, I mean, but that's the other thing too. I think that's one of the obstacles with social media, quite frankly, and hobbies is we're kind of judging the beginning of our journey and some sort of new activity or skill yeah. against, you know, it was like you see these needle, what, maybe it's needlepoint, maybe it's even with the cricket. I mean, it's hard. I, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but the cricket, for those of you who don't know, it's the machine and it, it can, it can do all these things. It can cut things out. It can letter, it can make stickers. Mm-hmm. And I will follow, again, I'll follow these accounts on social media and they're making these amazing things. Meanwhile, I'm over here cursing because the little label I made that's supposed to say, you know, like snacks on, on, in my pantry, (laughs) I can't freaking get it pulled off of the backing and get it onto the label without it ripping. So, you know, I mean, that's the other, that that's like with, with a lot of things nowadays is we have these very idealized versions and even, Mm -hmm. even with reading, I I do love to read, but I get a little intimidated by these people with these bookstagrams that I'm like, how do they read all these books? How can they possibly have enough time to read all of these books? Says the semi-retired woman. I know. I mean, I, I, (laughs) 
Whoa, what? now, now, now that was, that was low. Okay. Busy, even though I'm not too busy to read books right now, but okay. Well, okay. No, no, but I agree. I agree. And I think it's hard to, cause like, for example, going back to our needlepoint example, I've, I maybe when I was like in camp as a kid, maybe you had to try it. Like I've, I've never done it as an adult, but I'm like, oh, it's going to be, it looks so simple. Like I'm going to get my fabric or my strings or whatever. And I know like if I did try it, I would be so frustrated that like I spent money on something and like it looked like shit the first time I did it. Yeah. Like, and I feel like that's what social media has done is like, you know, you can't just be a beginner at anything anymore. It's like, okay, yeah. no, like this other person's mastered it. Like, why, why are you struggling or whatever? And I think too, like, I I feel like the number of hobbies I want to try has increased because I'm like, okay, well, I know how to take photos, but now like I want, I want a needlepoint. I have gone back into reading. I, I see people do Cricut and I'm like, oh my God, like I could get a Cricut like, or I could, I, I tried before our wedding. I was like, I'm going to learn to watercolor and I'm going to watercolor. I like, a, it sounds so ridiculous saying it out loud, but I was like, I really wanted one of those custom pet monograms. And like at that point, like I'd spent so much money on useless shit. Like I should have just had someone do one like on Etsy or whatever. But I was like, no, I'm going to learn to watercolor and I'm going to make a, a monogram with with my dog on it. <laughs> and like, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post the photos. I have it. I'm going to shame myself on our Instagram. I'm going to post what the watercolor of my dog looked like. It looked awful. Like it looked like a four-year-old did it. And, and I got so, I was like, I bought a whole watercolor kit. I bought, you know, you can only buy things on Amazon, like sets of three. So now I have three watercolor books. I've not used it since last July. Um, but yeah, wait, I, I gave up. Also, wait, wait, now I'm having a flashback to your wedding. No, weren't I know you what you're going to say. What, what is this? I'm thinking that you said, oh God. I was going to so make custom iced monogram sugar cookies. <laughs> To put everyone, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. So everyone's hard. seat, and I actually, I mean, I, I maybe have a photo of those. If I have a photo, I'll post on Instagram. But I remember, like, first of all, I had to make the sugar cookies, and I was still kind of in my food blog phase. So I was like, maybe I could make my own sugar cookie recipe. But I put that on hold. I was like, you know what? It's okay for the first go around. I'm gonna use someone else's sugar cookie recipe, and then I had to make the royal icing. And then I had to to pipe and I, I've never even piped a straight line, let, a, let alone like a cursive monogram. And I remember my now husband comes home and we're like in full wedding planning mode. Like it's starting to get stressful. We were like probably like three months out. And I, I told him, I was like, I'm going to make sugar cookies tonight. And he like comes home from doing a game because he's a sports broadcaster. And I'm like set up on our dining room table. I have the sugar cookies. I have the icing, multiple colors, like because I could not just learn how to do it with one color. I had to make three and I'm like piping, like I'm I'm like up like over the table, like piping the sugar cookies. And he was just like, I I I don't think you need to do this. Like, we don't need to have sugar cookies. If we do, you don't need to make them. Cause he was like, think about it. Like, what is the shelf life of this cookie? And I was like, I don't know, like a couple days a week. And he's like, the week before our wedding, you're gonna make 150 iced sugar cookies. And I was like, Yeah, like I'm gonna get really good at it. It and, seemed, it's it seemed like you were pretty um pretty gung ho about it at the time, but so no. that was a that was a failed hobby. It was it yes. was failed. It was yeah. all, it was bad. But it doesn't mean that someday you might not be the best um you know ice sugar cookie maker ever. You can come back. Is to that, that a challenge? 
that I mean, maybe that's a challenge. Maybe this maybe is a I little, need to break out my royal icing tonight. Maybe this is a little reverse psychology. Well, and I think we should give some context that it's like one thing when I want to do some like big cricket project and it's not going well, I can walk out of my office and like look, my little office craft room area and yeah. close the door. You live in 700 square feet with a husband and a dog, and you're like, oh, I'll just take over the very, very little flat. Our only seating service. To Thanks. make these cookies. And yes, I'm going to make them fresh three days before my wedding. I, I can't. I can't. I, I have so much respect for all the people who do who do DIYs before their wedding. That um, It was not me. But yeah. anyway, I guess. So in terms of. Okay. Well, when you were my age, I'm 26 for context. Um, I guess I'm more of like a zillennial, but whatever. CNN defines me as a millennial. So we're going with it. But I guess when you were my age, did you have any hobbies? Well, I did. First of all, when I was your age, I had you and your sister already. So let's set the context for that. But okay, I was okay. doing, I was doing no pressure there. Um, I was doing scrap. I love scrapbooking. Um, so I would make, I mean, you know, I still have them when you guys did you like little. scrapbook in high school. I think so. Yeah. I think I actually have like, I mean, like a version of it. Yeah. Um, but I like doing that kind of thing. And then, you know, I did, I mean, you probably remember because we could really go back into the archives. Um, I had a sewing machine and I, I actually made, that's your, right. I made your Halloween costumes. I some of those are not politically correct. <laughs> photos, the, it was those a, photos will not be posted. It was a different generation. Um, so I made Halloween costumes and then like your birthday parties, like that was a big deal. Like I would always make like you yeah you were really crafty yeah I was very yeah I was very crafty oh geez why did I use past tense to describe myself I am so crafty but honestly I've let it lapse and I think it's because well I know a big reason because I I waste time on social media and there's the whole comparison thing right so it's like I mean nobody when I threw you know threw you a birthday party or made you a Halloween costume the only people who saw that were people who literally physically came to the party or saw you out trick-or-treating or maybe I went and got film developed and sent a picture to grandma about it. Yeah, no, it's true. I didn't have the judgment of anybody. I mean, I thought that was like the best, you know, party ever. Um, There was a party I planned for your sister, the puppy party. And then she claims that I I designed this game. Were you? I thought thought the puppy party was my birthday. She had the grocery store party. No, it wasn't a grocery store party. I can't believe this is still coming up after all these years. We merely played a game at her birthday party, which was the grocery cart game. Okay. So we had the little Pikes grocery cart. You had to like, it was like a little relay game. You had to like go get the It was cute. It was cute. Well, yeah, but she's scarred by it. She hated it. She's scarred by it. I don't know what, how I scarred her with the grocery cart game, but we'll bring her on the podcast sometime to talk about it. So, okay. But um, you, you had hobbies. Yeah, I had hobbies, but I also grew up with a mother who was like a practicing artist. I mean, she, yeah. so whether, I mean, call that hobby, whatever, but I mean, she really, no, it was more and, than a hobby and she still is very into art, but I mean, I grew up seeing her nurture that creativity all the time. So, you know. Now I'm concerned because I realized I started this story and I'm talking about how my mom nurtured creativity in me. And then I'm thinking, but wait, did I squashing my dreams of becoming a cookie decorator? I know, I know. But I mean, did, I mean, I was crafty. So did I, what did you do? Wait, I taught you how to fold origami boxes and you really, that took off for you when you were about seven. I watched it. It was obsessive you folded about 300 of them and it was alarming. I almost felt like I was like, okay, I should have never taught her how to fold an origami box because you went up to your room and hours later, I think all you had done was fold 
and fold these boxes. So um, that's an interesting question though. Like before, when you were talking about grandma, like, do you think a hobby has to be creative? Like, I can't think of a non-creative hobby. So I think, I, well, no, 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 no. They're okay. So let's talk about this because I do, but I think there's a lot of hobbies. I don't know if creative is the right word because remember when I was looking at that list of like the hobbies on what was that site I had found? It was like luxury, um, some crazy site about oh, luxurycolumnist.com. Yeah. And they were talking about the most expensive hobbies. So it was like polo, skydiving, yachting, um, which I call sailing, um, art collecting. So, I mean, is that, is there creativity in some of those? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, there's a lot of value in those, but I wouldn't say it's like- And there's some skill. I'm not, I'm not going sailing to, you know, feel my creativity. Activity. I mean, but I don't sail. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm not educated enough. I mean, I don't, I don't either. So I don't know if like you can do like, this is, I don't even know anything about yachting. Your but, dad like, had a sailboat. I know. And I went on it like one time. I don't like boats. Okay. But I think that, you know, can you, can you do moves with your sails that are like creative ways of, I, I don't know. I mean, is it just like wind in a sail? How, what is the creativity there? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, I would say, I guess for the classic hobbies, I feel like most people think they're creative ones. It's like I, I write or I, you know, create artwork or whatever. Um, but I think too, like, it's not my hobby; it should be. But like, people really like like working out or like, you know, their hobby is trying new workout classes or whatever. So I don't think that's like innately creative but it's definitely people's hobbies oh yeah okay so I, I think we've kind of answered our own question I don't think the creativity has to be at the center of it but maybe the way in which you approach it I mean I yeah. think the hallmark of a hobby is really it's something that you do and you love to do and this is very hard to say nowadays without you know, other people praising you for it necessarily. Mm -hmm. And with, uh, you don't have to monetize it. Now, I mean, a lot of people end up doing that or it seems like it. I shouldn't even say that because maybe I I'm think it falling. seems like a lot of people, but it's it's not like when you yeah. think about how many people there are in the world, like that's what I have to remind myself. Like I think of so many people I know who love to, you know, they love to try workout classes or whatever, but like they're not fitness influencers or whatever. And I think- yeah. I think that's where social media can kind of be a blessing and a curse is it does like open your your world if you know maybe you don't have Barry's boot camp by you and maybe it's inspiring you to do something similar at home like who knows whatever like they definitely I would say influencers definitely have value like I'm not trying to put anyone down but I would say it also serves to just be a constant reminder of like you're not doing enough or right you don't have enough hobbies or, oh, well, it's not really your hobby because you don't have 50,000 followers, you know, who also love doing it or whatever. Well, and hobbies can also be really expensive. I mean, so they totally I mean, can. I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, you've got to, I mean, there's hobbies that are nearly free. I mean, reading, if you have a library card, I mean, you, you can, you can read, you know? Yeah drawing something like that. I mean, I know you can get crazy supplies, um, writing, you know, um, so, but then there's obviously very expensive hobbies. Well, no, because we'll going back to my food blog. I started it just literally like, you know, holding the plate in my hand and like taking a photo on my phone and posting on Instagram. So that was free. Instagram's free. Like I was going to be eating the food anyway. Um, but then like six months in, I was like, okay, like I'm, I, 
I'm getting more followers. I was also like, and I feel like too, like both of us, like you, we said, like you're semi-retired. I have a full-time job. I like my job, but I, I'm young. I'm in my twenties. I'm like, is this my purpose? Like, is this what I meant to be doing? And I think you're also going through that at a different point in your life, but it's like, okay, now that I'm in this new chapter, what, what am I going to do? Um, so I think we're maybe overanalyzing it more than someone who is really happy with their career path or, or not happy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy in my job. I think you're happy being semi-retired, but someone who feels like they've identified their purpose already. Right. And so I think a lot of our hobbies are are kind of taking that lens of like, okay, can this be more than a hobby? Which is what was with my food blog. So I had started getting more followers. I was like, okay, my iPhone photography is like not cutting it anymore. And I was working in, in banking, like I was making good money. So I went and I bought like a nice camera and those things are not cheap. It was like a thousand dollars, I think for like a DSLR. Um, obviously I probably could have looked on like Facebook marketplace or Craigslist or something if I was trying to do it more like, you know, low budget. Um, but it can get expensive quick because it's like, if photography mm-hmm. is your hobby and you want to use a digital camera, like you're. The camera's expensive. If you want multiple lenses, a lens is a, a lens can be thousands of dollars. Um, and you need equipment, you need a laptop to edit, all of that. So it's like there are very expensive hobbies out there. I'm still I'm just processing that you're referring to me as semi-retired because I just don't know what the semi is, because I don't want to shock you, but you know I don't have a job right now. So but you haven't fully decided you're retired yet. Right. No, I'm temporary. Could just be on like a sabbatical. Maybe you're on yeah. a sabbatical. I'm on a sabbatical. No, dad and I say that we're on a sabbatical this year. I think we're going to, you know, we're, we're percolating some ideas. We're going to, we're going to get back at it, but um, starting yeah, with I, the millennial and the mom. Well, the right here, what am I saying? Maybe I am semi-retired because I'm doing the millennial and the mom. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, hobbies serve a really important purpose. And I would say that we probably, need to get back a little bit to what they were in their purest form. Because I think when you look actually, even at a lot of the mental health issues, people aren't having that ability, have something that they can do. That's kind of almost like self-soothing, right? Okay. It's calming. Yeah. I like to do it. Um, and I'm just doing it for my own benefit. I mean, obviously certain hobbies are going to benefit other people. If you're a great baker, you know, maybe some other people are going to eat your food or you're going to make crafts for your friends. But I do think that um, they serve a really important role. And we probably have gotten away from that a bit with this focus on, you know, all the side hustles. However, that being said, I mean, when I go on a site like Etsy, which I find is just amazing, it's like it has provided a channel for so many talented people to be able to monetize their hobby. And that's given a lot of freedom and a lot of, you know, financial support to a lot of people. And I think that's awesome. Well, I think it's like we're starting or not starting. I don't know what phase it's at, but it's like a return to like slower living. And I think it's like, yeah, so many people are having to monetize their talent on on Instagram because like we've like there's so many big like the Amazons of the world have, you know, closed up, you know, mom and pop shops that would have been local, like whatever. And so it's like, people feel like the the way to have success now, if you don't want to have like a typical corporate job is to like do something on social media or, mm-hmm. or a, an e-commerce business or something like that. Because like, I don't think there's more people wanting to be entrepreneurs than before. It's just the way they're going about doing it's different. You're not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to go open a shop in my hometown. You're like, no, I'm going to open a digital store or whatever. 
So I think I, it's just it's just interesting, but I think there is a return to slow living. Like, okay, I need to hear more about this, but I think that's another episode we'll have to do because I hope there is, but I'm not sure that that's really happening. I do hope that there's some sort of. I'm returning way. to slow living. You're returning. Okay, that's I'm good. returning to slow living. You heard it here. Yes, there I'm, we go. I'm. I don't know what it looks like yet. I did read an article about that though. That there's some millennials who are like just walking away from the craziness and the digital um, influences and trying as to get- I start my own podcast. Yeah. As okay, we- so it's not, it's, 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 it's medium pace living. Yes. Okay. Medium pace. I like that. Well, I mean, listening to podcasts, I mean, that's a hobby. I love doing that. I know you love doing that. I know we have an episode coming up about one of our absolute favorite things. Um, I would definitely say one of our hobbies is listening to true crime podcasts. Oh, it's, true crime all the time. One- yeah, hundred percent. And it's not even hobby. just listening to. It's not even just listening to podcasts. I mean, I'll. And, I mean, if there is a Dateline on TV, I am there. I am just engrossed and cannot pull myself away from it. Yeah. Um. And then I love to read, like you know, true crime novels. So we're we're gonna do a whole episode about true crime because we do love it so much. But um, I do think that I'm hoping we can get you know embrace the fact that it's okay to be a beginner at something, um, learn something, do it just for the fun of it. I do like, um, I took a class recently, just like a one day class that I saw that I could sign up for with hand lettering. Cause I love all the, Oh the yeah. The that's lettering. what I've thought about before. Yeah. It's very hard. Again, it's, it's, that's the other thing too, is like, you see it and it's like, even when they do the video, you see people doing it on video, like, Oh, how hard can that be? Yeah. Uh, very hard. Very hard is what I'm going to tell you. Just like making a podcast, as I determined, isn't very hard. And I'm saying that as someone who has yet to edit an episode or figure out how you get it to like the, the podcast people, or I don't even know what you call that. Yeah. No, I think I think it's I it's definitely hard to be new at something. Um, but I guess like I don't I think though we maybe more than the average person like are putting pressure on ourselves to have hobbies, like. I don't know if like other people are sitting around thinking about like what their hobbies are. Like, like, do you think like dad has hobbies? Well, yes, he's trying to get him. He's trying to learn how to play golf, right? Because he's also retired or on sabbatical yeah. this year. So he has a little more time. But I mean, quite frankly, for the last 30 years, we haven't really had much time to think about it. And I, I think I told you the story once, but I was at the final stages of interviewing for a job. And mm-hmm. I was in the third round. This was a school principal job. And I'd gone through all the tough rounds. I'd done the multi-step interview with like community members and staff members. And then I met with the whole like leadership team for the district. So the last round of this job interview was like sitting down one-on-one with the superintendent, it's kind of just a formality, mm-hmm. but we're, we're just chatting away and we're talking about things. And at the very end, he asked me, he goes, so what are your hobbies? And I remember having this moment of complete panic. I'm like, I'm going to lose this job because I don't have a hobby. And it's like, I had enough presence to think like, should I quickly make something up? And then I was like, no, that's a really bad idea. I'm going to get caught. Yeah. Don't lie. lie. No, I was like, okay, don't lie. That that's not my, that's not, not how I operate. So basically I paused for a minute. I was like, I, I'm sorry to tell you this, but all I do right now is like work and I raise my kids and I've got three kids that are in school and my husband travels all the time and I love my job. But I mean, there are really no hobbies. I don't have any yet. I hope one day to have them. Um, We had a good laugh about it. I got the job. It wasn't like it was supposed to just be a conversation piece. Yeah, just something lighthearted. Right. And I remember panicking going like, oh, my God, I don't have a hobby. Um, You know, and I think that is I do see some of that, you know, competitiveness. And I don't think it's, it's just you and I. You see that with a lot of like the, um, you know, extreme sports, a lot of people, lots of people are running marathons now or half marathons. 
doing the tough mutters, doing these, um, I don't even, the Spartan races, flipping tires. Not, not you and I. I mean, not yet. People. I mean, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for my hobby to strike me that I want to try all these workout classes. I'll let you know when that day comes. But, um, you know, it's like, but again, some of that sense of competition is part of that hobby. So I understand that. But yeah, I think we need to just be okay being bad at something and just doing it because we like it, you know. But I will say, you know, speaking for the millennials out there that in some extent, like, you know, I'm a nineties kid and like the nineties was the start of like helicopter parenting. And like you, your kid needs 10 hobbies to get into Harvard or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I feel like my generation was like, yeah, maybe your hobby was playing soccer, but then it was like, okay, no, you're going to be on the travel team and you're going to go to college for soccer and like whatever. So I think like to some extent, there's an entire generation of people out there who like couldn't just do things just to have fun. It was like, how is this going to look on my college application? Right now, like you mentioned, like now in job interviews, like I work in recruiting, like that's my, that's my full-time job. Every resume I see has a hobbies line or an interest line. It's not enough to just like do well in school and get a good job. It's like, no, no, you need to be doing things outside of it as well. Like what are your hobbies? Like they're asking you in interviews. It's crazy. I didn't really thought about it that way. I mean, I I see what you're saying though, and I'm sure I like when you were when you were a kid, and we're not a kid when you were a teenager, and you like full disclosure, like you went to Stanford, you're a smart cookie. Like, how many hobbies did you have in high school, or like how many extracurriculars did you have outside of sports? Well, sports took a lot of time. I did do I did some advocacy with the American Diabetes Association which was a personal passion of mine. Okay, so this in, is why you got into Stanford. I worked in Stanford. I wouldn't think it was a lot, but I mean, I think the thing is though, is nowadays- This was a bad example. No, nowadays, <laughs> those would be terrible. Those would, that would not be enough, right? Because Yeah, it would nowadays, be like, I speak three languages. I right, and I have- Been I have, a month in- yeah, I have patents. I, you know, started my own nonprofit. I think that I think you're right that it is when does that more, 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 it always has to be more and better to compete. Um, and I can see that. I, I really can see that with uh your generation. I don't think certainly there was some of that when I was a kid. I mean, I'm was born in the 70s, so really we're talking about the 80s mostly for that time um of, you know, being a teenager and graduating high school. There was some of that, but it wasn't to the extent, you know, that your generation felt in terms of um the resume, you know, the college yeah. application. And I don't know if that's easing off. I I'm like if you watch the news, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, there was just some story the other day about some kid that got into and I, I swear I am not misquoting that he got into 180 colleges. I don't even how know do how you even apply, apply to 180. I couldn't name 180 right. colleges. But even people who are applying to 25 or 30 and they're, you know, but again, yeah. it's like, how are we differentiating? And it's, you know, I, I think in some ways the best hobby is one you don't ever have to tell anybody about. It's a secret hobby. Yeah. It just makes you happy. Well, when I restart my cookie decorating, I'm not going to tell you. And you're just going to walk, you're just going to come visit me one day. And I'm going to be like, we have to stop. And we're going to stop by my bakery. You don't know anything about. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, if you, if, if it's really a delicious hobby, tell me about it. Now, if you're going to start like, you know, doing these like crazy workout classes and stuff, just leave that out. I I go to workout classes. I go to SoulCycle. No, I know you do. I'm just saying that I don't. And I sit in the last row and I don't do any of the dance moves. 
Oh, I'm a, la- not I'm a last row person. I mean, I admire those people in the front row at SoulCycle. It is not me. That's why my Peloton is in a dark room by myself because no one will know what happens when I'm on that Peloton. It's probably not pretty, but I do. I guess I, you I do your Peloton though. That's a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. I like my Peloton. So, but anyways, I mean, I, I really hope I, I, I mean, I don't want to be done with new hobbies, right? I want to always be learning, learning new things. That's why I did teach myself how to knit. Um, and it's funny because I'm only, all I'm doing is just knitting row after row after row. It's not, I guess, eventually if I did enough rows, it would turn into like a scarf. I haven't even gotten that far, but, um, it's how many are you doing? I don't even know how knitting works. Do you have to do like the same number in each row? Like, are you, is it, is what you're making like even? Well, right now. You're just kind of like haphazardly like knitting different rows. No, it's even. They're like straight rows of the same length. But it's funny you mentioned that because something happened and I don't know enough about knitting yet to know what happened, but I got off and I could tell there was like an extra stitch. So then I was like, oh, I'll just pull this row out and start again. But that was a bit of a can of worms because then I pulled out way too much. It was like row after row after row. And then I couldn't figure out I could start again, but eventually I did, but you can kind of see where I had to kind of re- reboot the knitting machine a bit. Um, but again, I'm just, I'll tell you why I like doing it. And this is God, I can't believe I'm going to utter these words all together in a sentence, but I mean, I'm in my fifties now. So this is what happens sometimes just for like a calming activity. I like to sit in my chair and knit and watch my bird feeder. Cause I actually, that is another hobby of mine that I've really gotten into. I've really gotten into my bird feeder watching the birds. I mean, I am, I'm really happy for you. <laughs> I, I don't enjoy bird watching mainly because I live in a city and it's like the birds I'm watching are like pigeons eating shit off the sidewalk, but you do live in a lovely area. I'm sure you, have you seen like a, like blue jays or oh, card- yes. cardinals oh i don't even yes. know what types of birds sparrows red birds um yes we 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 see a lot of birds and it brings me a lot of joy as a side note a bird having a bird house and watching the birds there it's not free those birds are eating me out of house and home right now i have to fill those bird feeders there's two of them and they take quite a bit of bird food i have to fill them about every 4 days cuz those birds are eating so much food what is like a, what, what does a bag of bird food run you? It's not cheap. It's like 30 bucks. How many bags does it take to fill the bird feeder? No, no, no. It's, it, it's less than a bag to fill it. So oh, one bag, okay. I mean, I, I don't know. Cause we've only been doing it a couple of weeks, but yeah, I mean, the birds are, they're alive. Wait, that's and well, crazy. And yeah, they have found, I didn't it. realize that. Yeah. I'll send you a video. Um, yeah, well, don't count me in for bird watching. That's not a hobby of mine yet, but yeah, I think, I mean, whatever, I guess it's come out that we are really bad at all of our hobbies. No, we're, we're already bad. Let's not say that. Let's be positive. Or we, we're, we're beginners. Yeah, we. but who cares? We enjoy doing things. I mean, I'm not giving, I'm not going to sell this scarf on Etsy. I'm not even going to give it to you for Christmas, okay? It's nowhere. It's not even in the Okay, good. I don't think I would like a homemade scarf. No, I, well. I well, no, I, I, don't, I don't know if I would want your first homemade scarf. <laughs> you can make me one when you've like gotten a couple of wraps under your belt. Okay. Okay. Same, same back at you with your sugar cookies. I think Maddie though, let's, um, let's wrap this uh, episode up and let's talk about what we're looking forward to. Right. So we're thinking, yeah, we're about... trying to be super upbeat and positive. So we're going to give you, you know, what we're looking forward to. Okay. So what are you looking forward to Maddie? I think my top three things, which is funny because one of my hobbies that we didn't discuss is I, well, hobbies or mental health resources is journaling, journaling. Um, and so I got really into the five minute journal. And so now I don't, I ran out of paper. So now I just do it on my own, but three things you're, you're 
looking forward to, or I do three things you're you're grateful for and three things you're looking forward to. So recently my looking forward to has been, well, I'm coming to see you next week. You know, we're recording this May in May. So I'm coming to you for Memorial Day. Um, I'm so excited for that. Um, I have some other fun summer travel planned with my husband. We're going to um we're going to Napa in the Bay Area and San, San Francisco area. That's where I grew up. Um, even though you guys live in Dallas now. Um, so I'm excited to take him there. And then um, I'm really looking forward to, and we've gotten just like a glimpse of it the past week or so. I'm in the Northeast. I'm I'm outside of New York and New Jersey, but like we've gotten some like high 70s temperatures and I'm so excited for like outdoor dining and just like it being warm and you walk out in the morning, like I can go walk my dog at like 630 and it's like, I don't need a sweater or anything. Like it's just, it's just summertime. Oh my gosh. Those are all good things. What are you looking for to mom? Are you, I hope the first one is seeing me in two weeks. Well, obviously the first one is two of my children, you being one of, one of the two that are coming home. But you're most excited to see me. No shade against the third one who's not able to come home, but no, I mean, two of you are coming home and you're bringing your wonderful husband. And um, I mean, listen, nothing makes me happier than looking forward to a visit from my kids. No pressure there, but um, no. So I'm very, very excited about you all coming home. Um, Yeah. As you know, um, your dad and I have our 30th wedding anniversary coming That's up. That's crazy. I know. What can I say? Um, in June. And we are taking for us like a pretty big trip. We're going to Europe. Um, we're going to uh, four or five different places there. It's a pretty big trip. Um, I cannot wait to do an episode about summer travels. At some I point. can't wait to hear about you guys dealing with like Europe in the summer when there's like no air conditioning. Well, you know what I'm most worried about, actually, is you know how obsessed I am with ice and ice water. And, you You're know, there, I'm going to get like a sliver of ice. It's going to be hard for me. But anyway, so that's the second thing. Um, and then the third thing I would say is we have been doing quite a bit of work on our house recently. And I will tell you, we're down to like just a few little things to be finished up. And I didn't think I'd say this because I love a good project, but I am really looking forward to being done with people, contractors dealing with projects, waiting for materials to yeah. come in, um, and just have things kind of done and just enjoy, enjoy that for a bit. But no, I'm well, that's why I'm so, I mean, I'm excited to see you and dad, obviously and the dogs, but I'm most, most excited to enjoy um, the backyard renovation you guys did. Yes. Um, so we'll post lots of photos of us just chilling together um, Memorial day. We will. But yeah, I mean, we've had so much fun. This is our second episode. If you're enjoying the show or you have any ideas for it or a topic you want us to discuss, um, we'd love to hear it. Um, we'd also love for you to to leave us a review wherever you're listening. Um, even if you're not enjoying it, you can leave us a review. But yeah, I think, you know, we are really um, excited to see where this goes. And we have another fun topic planned next week. So definitely tune in. Well, actually, we have lots of topics planned. We, I mean, I think we have, I think we're up we to, have like, to, we have too many ideas. We do have too many ideas. We have like 30 episode ideas. So we'll see how we, how fast we can go through them. But um, you can also check us out on Instagram. We're at millennial and the mom. The hardest part about finding us on Instagram is making sure you spell millennial, right? So don't forget two L's in the middle, one L at the end, two N's, but just, you know, Google it if you don't know how to spell millennial um, and then come back. I don't know how to week. spell millennial. It, it's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, and you'll hear us uh, dive into another topic on our minds. So excited. Well, this was so fun, mom. Um, just we'll just, you know, catch up later, I guess. But um, we'll see you next week and check us out on Instagram.
All right. Bye, Manny. Bye, Mom.